Welcome to the Osteo Connection, the number one podcast for osteopaths looking to expand their minds and improve their practice. I'm Kevin Longpray. I'm Jason Turnbull. And I'm Dr. Sean Landry. And if you're new here, welcome. This show is dedicated to bridging the gap between your formal education and real-world practice success. Join us every week where we share our combined 50 years of practice experience, talk tips, strategies, and interview rock stars in the business. Welcome back to the OC, back again for another amazing podcast with my compadres, oh. Kevin Longpre, Sean, and Jason Turnbull. So glad to be here. <laughs> <laughs> so glad. So glad. Yeah. Uh, Beautiful Monday here in Montreal this weekend, amazing. right? It's not snowing. Not snowing. It seems like the tide has turned, or we're entering summer. We've had a we had an old school spring this year. Did we ever? Huh? Mm. Four seasons this year. We really got our spring. Normally, we go from like winter to summer, but mm. uh, we actually had a spring this year. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty cold mornings out there. Pretty cold mornings. There were, but there were, yeah. But the golf courses were looking very green. Yes, they were. Oh, oh you yes, see what I did they there? Were. Now maybe Segway? you didn't. Maybe you didn't notice them as much because you're more on the tree line, so there's a lot of bark <laughs> and stuff around. But when I, you're on um, the fairway, Kev, that you know where they trim the grass really short there, green, really green. It's really green. Oh, that's where you're supposed to put it. <laughs> oh. It's because I perform better when I'm in a really rough situation. Yeah, you need you need pressure. You're a pressure performer, yeah. right? But, Heroic shots, like being behind those trees on the par three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. just no problem. Put them right over them. Over right or on like, the green, or bend it around, mm. right? Whatever. Yeah. Mm. But a straightaway, oof. <laughs> no challenge. There's no challenge it's in that. Difficult. Yeah. Right. The wind, birds chirping. <laughs> <laughs> the wind, the rain, all of it. Right? Yeah. Uh, no. So we got a good one for you guys today. Yeah. Um, this is uh, this is one we've been we've been uh, actually just reflecting upon. Uh, Re- recently, lots of change going on here at the clinic, and uh, we thought we would bring this pro- this podcast to light. So um, it kind of starts like this. So most of you probably have heard of that term, the grass is always greener. And what that means for us is um, the idea that the grass or something is better elsewhere other than where you're at currently. And in today's landscape, Jay and I were talking about that, in today's world of social media, of, of lots of influence, right? It might seem greener elsewhere because it seems like like things are shinier or, or often, things are better. Often it seems like it's greener everywhere. Everywhere, right? <laughs> everywhere, right? Lots of filters and on the these things, media right? Stuff, are you kidding? It's if crazy. You, if you actually, you know, you dive into you know and understand that world, right? It can be pretty alarming because um, it creates the illusion uh, of comparison. So. Uh, it's hard. It's hard growing up in today's world because you 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 find yourself comparing your current situation to others around you, and things may seem greener. Um, and is that always the case? Uh, well, we would like to say no, right? It's not the case because uh, the the term that you might also have heard is the grass is green where you take time to water it, right? So, Kev, what does that mean to you? Well, we're currently not allowed to water in St. Lazare. We're so. <laughs> already a drought. I don't know what that means. <laughs> already a drought. Right? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah, of course, the, you know, like any business owner um, or even we're talking business owner and or employee and or uh, independent contractor. Practitioner, yeah. Practitioner. Um, 
for sure. There's always situations where you're going to be looking at, we did it, you know, we, we started in a business, uh, you know, early on in our careers that, you know, we're not exactly, uh, maybe, um, in alignment with what we really wanted to do. So, uh, what that means to me is this is a great exercise to do to, uh, to make yourself look in the mirror and also, um, uh, make note of what it is you want. Uh, does your place of work offer that for you? Is it a place where you can grow? Is it a place where you feel fulfilled to go in every day? Uh, and sometimes there can be things within that business that you don't maybe agree with, or you think, uh, I don't, you know, if I did X, Y, Z, maybe it could be different for me. And perhaps that's true. But the thing is, is you need to meet certain criteria, I think, uh, when looking at these uh, decisions and uh, to make sure that where, where you are uh, does fit uh, what you're looking for, what makes you uh, fulfilled, what makes you happy to come to work every day. Uh, and sometimes, you know, it, it, that goes with a, a lot of reflection firsthand on what do I need to do my best work? Do I need, you know, there's so many different scenarios. There's like, okay, am I working for a clinic where uh, everything's done for me? Uh, there's a secretary, there's uh, all the other services, the upkeep of the building, the uh, the office space, the towels, the, everything else is done. The patient load is uh, cultivated uh, from um, members that are already established, that are uh, passing down um, patients to new therapists. Uh, you know, these are things of great value, but <coughs> it doesn't mean that that also is a fit for everyone. So there can be people that come out of school that uh, maybe want to work on their own for a bit and test what that's like. Uh, there's so many different scenarios. So I think what that means for me is, is the grass greener. Uh, it really is to see what your current situation is. Does it fit uh, what really is going to make me uh, evolve as a therapist and be happy to come to work every day? Well, then, then that's great. Uh, if not, well, then yeah, then there's some decisions that need to be made for sure to to uh, look at the scenario and see what situation might fit you better. Mm -hmm. So knowing full well that potentially you might not have certain services yeah. if you did go on your own or if you did, which some people are okay with, mm -hmm. some people not. And then that's often where people could get shocked and then realize like, okay, yeah, I, uh, I was maybe had it had a little better than I thought, you know? So, <laughs> but again, we, anyone here too, we'd love, we just want to support people so that they're happy. It's just, uh, sometimes these are the questions that people don't ask themselves and it makes it very difficult to make the right decision because yeah. you're basing it maybe on one parameter. That, uh, so you're assuming again, the idea the, that lens is you're assuming yeah. it's going to be better elsewhere, but mm. actually never doing the exercise of reflecting on right. what you truly want, yeah. right? What's your current situation look like? Um, I know Jay and I, we just did it. We just recorded eight mindful minutes and we had, what had come up, um, a theme for me is, is this idea of, uh, being responsible for your 50% of the relationship, right? So in a relationship, you know, let's say it's between you or I, or Jason and myself, you really want to be present and, and fully there when you're engaged in a relationship. And if you're not, so your practice is the same thing, right? So if you're not showing up 100% to your patients, for example, 
they will feel that, right? There'll be a deficit in that relationship. And guess what? It's not going to work, right? So, so, you know, I always think about the grass is greener is that you, you really need to invest. So you might not be in the right place or exactly where you want to be, but you still need to show up. You still need to hold yourself to higher standards and be fully invested and present, right? And once you do that, then you can do the exercise periodically of reflecting on what's, am I still good? Am I at, is there room for growth? Am I being challenged? Am I happy with my current situation? Um, could there, is there room for improvement? Can I, can I renegotiate, right? Can I, is it, is it worth it for me? Am I showing up my performance? Can I actually renegotiate my current situation, right? So all these things are to consider or yeah, is it worth it for me to look somewhere else? But unless you do that exercise, um, you're never going to be fully present, right? You're never going to be, you're not going to know, right? So well, it goes back okay. to working kind of on your own business and not just in it all the time. Actually, Kevin, it's funny you brought up like when we were, I remember first starting in my practice in, in, in Ontario, I was at a, at a physio clinic, uh, a bunch of therapists that were there and I loved it. And uh, it's funny when I, when I made the decision to leave, it wasn't a grass is greener situation. It was, I really had been talking about it with my wife for a few years, um, had gotten into osteo, right? And, and realized how I needed to spend more time per client. So we would literally sit and say, well, I love it here. I love my colleagues. I love who I was treating, love the area we lived in. Like there's a lot of pros that were there. And really the only con was, well, two cons maybe. One is like, I couldn't, I wasn't allowed. I tried to renegotiate as saying any chance I can see just two people an hour instead of four. It was a deal breaker. I was not allowed to do that. And we didn't weren't really tied down to that area because we weren't, neither one of our families was from that, that part of Ontario. So it didn't really tie us down to be there. But it's funny, we, you know, I remember, you know, speaking with my wife and she was super open to the fact of staying. She was also open to the fact of moving, particularly because we came back towards where her family was. But we, you know, every three months, probably four times a year, we'd sit down and say, are we ready to go? Now? When do you want to go? And I was starting to have conversations with you about coming back. And just being, not that the grass is greener, but just that it was, you know, to truly get out of your profession what you want, I knew I needed to make that call. Second year of osteo, it's very much like vertebral, right? So I can, I can fit that kind of stuff into a smaller time frame. but I knew as my course continued to develop, I wouldn't be able to do that anymore. But it was a nice way, it was an easy conversation to have with my, I kind of kept my, my boss in the loop too. I'm thinking about this because of these reasons, there's nothing else to do otherwise. But it really makes the, it really taught me back then to check in. Mm-hmm. And like, cause I loved it, I, but I wasn't being fair to my future self by staying, mm-hmm. but I, it was that battle kind of back and forth of like, what do I do? But it was really that, that time I spent alone. And then with my wife saying, what do we do? How do we do this? How do we plan this out? What's the right stage to make that move? But a lot of it came down to that self-reflection and, and taking the time to say, where are we at? Well, we're good to stay here for a bit longer, but not beyond this point. And I think Sean, we kind of talked about that earlier in that eight mindful minutes. It's the same thing. It's, it's before you make any drastic change, it's really important to take the adequate time to, to make that decision because mm-hmm. it's, it's a big decision to make, right? So it's not something that you make over a period of a few weeks. It's usually months, if not more. And, and I think that's, I think you already said it. The key is really to ask yourself that, what have I put into it? Have I truly given everything I need to be? Am I showing up as the best version of myself to work every day? And cause I truly believe in that we're going to get out of it, what we put into it. And, you know, coming here and starting a new practice was the same thing. Like you dive head first, but then you put into it so much mm-hmm. that you can then 
you're watering the own lawn as your your grass as you go, but that's what that's what you know you'll reap the 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 fruits of that work later on, right? Mm-hmm. So I think taking the time and truly putting the effort in, you'll start to see that quite often the happiness we create in the grass that we're trying to water really starts from within. And if mm-hmm. we feel that first, then then that happens, right? So better uh, decision making. I love what you said yeah. there, uh, kind of like you know reaping the fruits of your labor, right? So. Um, one of the things, one of the check engine lights that I think is really good that people are, are, are really, uh, understanding of is, is, is your energy exchange, right? So if you're, if you're in a situation, Kev, you said this last week, you know, maybe you're watering concrete, right? So it, maybe, you know, you are showing up, you're putting in the work, you're, you're, you're present, but the energy exchange isn't good, mm-hmm. right? That's a reason to then reflect and look mm-hmm. and say, okay, well, what are my options, right? Like you say, and be open. One of the biggest things that we say we hear is, and we were just as guilty is like, you, you should be, we should be open there. You should create an environment. So you, if you're the practitioner and you're in a multidisciplinary clinic, don't feel afraid to talk to your boss or to talk to the clinic manager yeah. about what you're feeling and your fears and your thoughts. And you're like, you know, you know even just your dreams and goals and, and because Everything happens with communication. And if there's any type of lack of communication, then things start to break down, right? So, and because things can usually be worked, worked through, but you have to be open to talking about the, you know, and it's, and it, sometimes they can be, you can feel like they're uncomfortable, but everyone's compassionate, right? We're in this profession for a reason. And so if things are just left and are hanging there, then they can get dicey, right? So yeah. that's one thing, right? Really understand, do the reflection, you know, be conscious of your energy exchange, you know, Mm -hmm. is it draining? Are you showing up? Is it a labor or is it a labor of love, right? A labor of love is sustainable, but something that's just a labor, well, it's going to burn you out over time. So looking at things like that. Hey guys, it's Sean, Kevin, and Jason here from osteomentorship.com. Today, we'd like to tell you about the Masters in Business for Osteopaths. It's an eight-week live interactive online program empowering you with a solid business framework to build your practice fuller and faster with confidence. This live interactive program is a pivotal business training program developed by osteopaths for osteopaths that will challenge you to execute at your highest level. Your MBO bridges the gap between your formal education and real life practice success. Please visit us at osteomentorship.com forward slash MBA. Before you get, you had a number two there? No, nope, go for it. Oh, no? Okay. I, well, it's just what I liked what you said. Uh, for sure, the communication part is key because it, it and I think in all honesty, uh, I could say personally that uh, we dropped the ball a little bit with uh, our own practice just by working so hard on. <laughs> on this, you know, not just the podcast, uh, the, the project, stuff, yes, the project, uh, the ammo and everything else too. And we kind of lost a little bit of the pulse on what was going on with people. And, um, uh, uh, that was such an eye opener for me and post COVID, right. Too. Coming out of COVID. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like it, it, um, it is so important to have that open communication with your staff, with uh, your, all your colleagues, just not in just a sharing uh, of, of what we do for a living, but also what's, what, what's going on with them, what, what maybe is bothering them, what, how things could change. And you never know, because sometimes it could just be this simple thing. And also it doesn't mean, <coughs> like it brings me back to that analogy where, that you mentioned about watering concrete. So I guess... What I was thinking too when I said that is, um, like, let's say you're you're putting in the effort, but the other side is not going to budge. That's well, that fifty percent, right? So you're you're not really going to get anywhere. So 
sometimes too, that can open the eyes of the employer too, to saying, okay, well, maybe there's something to this and we need to rearrange something to make it such that, uh, I don't know, uh, things are a bit different, uh, whether it's the way, uh, 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 it works in the clinic, the hours, the, the, uh, pay structure, anything like it, Anytime there can be better communication about things, for sure there can be more resolution. And there's what we've seen in the the, the in the past and even of late is is when there's a lack of communication, then it goes down a very steep hill fast. So you know that again is something just to keep in mind that you you know you want to keep that dialogue open for sure. Which is funny because again, it's like usually these things get spoken about after a relationship ends. Right? So <laughs> that's why I always laugh about these things. And I do it. We've all done it in our own relationships, right? Probably in dating world and things like that, where you, like you kind of get out of the situation. And you're like, oh, okay. You have some self-reflection. And you're like, okay, yeah, I'm responsible for just as much of why this thing yeah. ended the way it ended, right? But it takes some reflection. It takes, like you say, Jay, it takes working on your business. So whether you're, like you say, whether you're a clinic owner, right of a multidisciplinary clinic whether you're a practitioner at the clinic whether you're you know a solo practitioner it takes the it, the same kind of the same things keep coming th same themes keep coming back again it's being responsible for your right the energy you bring it's looking in the mirror once in a while and saying what am i avoiding what am i not doing right what am i not taking care of being honest with yourself right if we just did that most areas of our life we'd probably we'd probably fix a lot of our problems right and took care of them um and then showing up every day right actually being present investing in it and kev you alluded to you know it's if you are you know the magic happens when you're truly aligned with what who you are as a person and what you want to do yeah. so we take that level as we talk about often in the mbo and and uh, is like yeah, well, even within that, right? You know, even within the profession of osteopathy, you can narrow that down, right? And to build the clinic and the practice you want, right? Helping the people you're meant to help. And the quicker you do that, and yes, sometimes you got to make some mistakes. Sometimes you have to kind of wallow around in some pastures that might not be the one you're supposed to be in. And you might have to jump from, from pasture to pasture but the same rules apply you still got to show up you got to plan you got to take action and then you got to reflect on that action to see if you're still in the right place yeah. De definitely the only way to start making right decisions is to make some mistakes right <laughs> so it's the only way that it's going to direct you in that alignment of of what you truly want sometimes if you don't have enough reflection you'll make more of those mistakes just because you're just you know not taking the time to look at things from that point of view of like you're saying uh, from what you truly want as opposed to like what you think you need or what people are telling you or oh I guess they what all you think here. people think you should be right all that right. kind of stuff for sure and again it's that that going uh, from perhaps a comfort position comfort role in a particular place to getting out into something that out is of your comfort zone comfortable yes uh, doesn't mean that uncomfortableness won't turn into something amazing true so sometimes you know as much as, uh, you know, sometimes we've been, you know, sad of seeing people leave in the past and, uh, but I'm equally happy for them just because I can see that that is in their alignment and they really need to go after what they're, they're, they're imagining and what they're, they have so to go through that's it. That's amazing. It's fun to, to see that. And, and again, it, it it's, it's almost fun to have been part of that with them to get to that point, to be able to do it. So, 
you know, uh, things like that are, are we got to look at them from a broad perspective, you know, to, to really see, like, it's, it's just, uh, it's, it's really fun to see sometimes, even though that maybe for your business, it, it will put a damper on your business in the initial, uh, uh, phase of it but, but again uh, that normally too turns it around into something even better because then other people realize like oh i can really maybe build myself up yeah and gain from some of the knowledge yeah both parties involved might have opportunities that open for themselves right that they didn't weren't aware of right so that's yep. the that's the uh, that is the grass is greener kind of idea right so uh, <coughs> Because it's think, easy. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say, I also think, like, you know, I was going to say, how do we, how do you know when the grass is greener elsewhere, right? It's it's really, if you can truly say that you put that time and effort in where you took the, the time to work on yourself and identified where you could improve and you've put all that work in and yet you still struggle, right? We still You still can't find that state of flow. You're still not, you know, whether you're not fitting in with the colleagues you have mm-hmm. to, you're not making the connection with your clients, you just, that struggle remains, and if you like, you know, you, like you said too, if you can, if you know you put the work in and it's still not happening, then that's a sign. Sometimes that's your sign saying, mm, I need to maybe look around and see is there something else that just matches my wavelength better? What, where else do I see fit, and uh, and explore from there. But you really have to, you know, you got to take your time to consider all those aspects, right? And then and then from that point on, you're looking, are you joining another team? Is it because it's, is it I need to be alone? Do I need to join a different kind of dynamic team? What does that entail? Am I avoiding? Am I avoiding other things? For sure. Absolutely. Right. There can be a multitude of things that can come up. Yep. And then, but then it's okay because you can make that decision. And, and again, then you can go from there. Well, what would that entail? If I was going to go to an hour away to somewhere else, well, what am I going to do to network? How, how, what am I going to do to to build my 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 reputation, my network in, in that area? And then you look at, you know, if you're going on your own, what are the costs associated with that? I think that's a good follow-up uh, podcast we can do is, Okay, you, you decided to, to go, which is great. What does that mean? What's the next step? What does mm-hmm. that look like? And then because sometimes these things are very obvious to some and, and, and less obvious to others, right? There is yeah. a, there's definitely um, some calculations that you can do and say, was this worth what I'm doing or not, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, big. Sure. And you're right. So the again, it has to do with with actually considering all sides of the you know of the new opportunity, right? Mm-hmm. Your current situation, your potential new situation, and really kind of trying to plan ahead because you know, as they say, you know, you can drive somewhere, but you might you know you can go anywhere, but unless you know where you're going, you might end up someplace you don't want to be. Um, I had another one that really actually you said something before, and it made me think of something. Just this idea of like really kind of deciding what it is you want. And uh, it, it was a quote that I just heard last week and it was so cool. It says, success is getting what you want. Happiness is wanting what you get. And it was such a cool idea. So if you don't know what you want, right? how do you know you're going to be happy? And that's really interesting, right? So you can start to shoot for all these grasses, greener things, but they're just, you're just like shooting at nothing because you don't actually take the time to realize what you want. Right. And happiness, right. Like we have this idea that you know, happiness is just this eternal bliss that people live in. And it's not true. Like happiness happens during the journey along the journey. Yeah. Right. So choice. It's a choice and it happens multiple times throughout the journey, you know, in, and because there's going to be ups and downs and, and so it's being fully present, it's being alive, it's being awake for, you know, where you are, where you're headed, and then continuously just trying to figure out if you're in the right direction or not. Um, so I think a couple of things, one of them is because we are playing a trip for next winter, but a lot of times people you've heard too, like 
the process of planning the trip and taking the time to explore and book your book your hotels and book all your stuff, you do studies afterwards. And actually, the process of booking your trip for many people or couples is just as enjoyable as the actual trip itself. Mm. It's just the whole planning and the ex- the, the excitement of excitement, being there, yeah, the anticipation yeah. of going sure. is, creates a lot of happiness. And another one, Sean, that you were talking about... Um, you know, the job part is I had someone in his play a few years ago now and it struck with me as well. He had, he was at work, was quite happy in his work, but got this offer from another company for an extra, I can't, 40 or $50,000. And he goes, and I said, and so what do you think? He goes, eh, I don't know. Just, I don't think it's worth it. I'm like, okay, that's, what do you mean? He goes, well, like, I'm happy where I am. I got great work colleagues. Everything's great. And he goes, 40 grand, 50 grand, whatever it was. He goes, think about that. Half of that goes to tax. So 40 becomes 20. He goes, so, I drive a slightly nicer car and have a slightly bigger home. At the end of the day, it's all the same. <laughs> and I'm like, wow, that's a, he's like, do I really want to rock the boat, start at the bottom of the next, you know, so he, he had already kind of considered it, thought I'm not going to rock the boat, you know, certain life circum- circumstances too. I think he had young kids, like, you know, there's again, multi-factors that played a role, but just thought to himself, you know what? It sounds great on paper, but the transition over for what? And he goes, it's not going to make a life altering change <laughs> for me. Right. So Anyways, it's interesting how you can see people. We can learn from anyone that comes in to, to see us, you know? Especially in our industry, you know? Like, it's, it's uh, you know, we've done it. I remember when we used to book our own appointments. Mm, oh, yeah. Like, that was awful. <laughs> <laughs> that, for me... Uh, well, it's no, awful when, no, you have a, you. when you'd have a no-show knowing that it was our mistake, thinking, now I'm sitting in my office well, for an hour. <laughs> there's not only that, which there are plenty of those mistakes, I'm sure, or double booking yeah. people or oh, whatever. Oh, yeah, that's worse. But also just the, you know, like the amount of uh, concentration and, and uh, focus required to do this well, right? Um, you don't realize like all that, that, that work behind the scenes is, it's a lot. Yeah. You know, if you want to do this properly, like, and I'm not, you know, a lot of people do it. If you're not working that much, I can understand like yeah. a couple of days a week or mm. they, then, okay, well then it's a little more manageable. But if you're, you're working a full week and you know, you're, you're done your day and then you got to make sure that, Oh yeah, I got to return calls. I got to rebook people. I got to, uh, com- confirm certain appointments, uh, respond to emails, respond yeah. to emails and, and all this stuff. So that's, not bad if you're a single person. Then throw in you have a family, you have kids, you have uh, you know, like all these all these things so, that so people don't think about. Definitely, I think Jason, you said it. That is, we will. I think our follow up podcast to this will be. What know, does that look like? What yeah. you know? What what are what are all sides of the grass, right? So because I I believe that a lot of um, practitioners, you know, and I've been there myself included, right? You think you really do think things are going to be better elsewhere without actually considering all the things that go into all the hats you have to wear. Um, and what is that worth to you, right? What's your time worth to you? What's the value behind these things? Um, you know, peace of mind, family time, right? Like these are things that, you know, again, when we sit down with young, with new practitioners and stuff, and, and when we talk about different percentages and stuff, these are things that I don't think people are aware of what it goes into actually running a practice. What is the overhead? What are the expenses? What are all the things? Things, right and that's why we started this course is so that you guys have that that power right you have the knowledge yeah. to be able to make good decisions that you're happy with and yes they're gonna need to change as you go through but and i think that's an amazing amazing podcast kev because all those things like what's that worth right right sure. and and you know it's hard sometimes to put a, 
a monetary value on that thing. But unless you have all this information, you're going to be... It doesn't have to be just monetary. No. It can be time. It can be family. Time. It can be all those other factors, right? Yeah, monetary yeah. is just one Mentoring. one aspect of that. And I think we get exactly. caught. Collaboration. I think we get caught, unfortunately, in this day and age because of this shiny object syndrome that we mm. have, right? And all this stuff that we're seeing here and there and, you know, all these flashy vacations we mm. think everyone's on and all this stuff, right? Because, as I said, the voyeuristic life we live in through all these social medias that we have... Uh, access to i think people get stuck in that idea of you know money and grass is always greener yeah. um because you see you you, you compare yourself to others right mm. when in actual fact if you really had a good conversation with whoever's posting you know they're probably just as miser miserable as everybody else right, right. <laughs> so um yeah, I think that's I think that's great. I think that'd be a great follow up podcast to this one. Um, and uh, just to recap quickly, you know, grass will be greener where you invest time. But yes, if you've invested time and you've showed up, and you're showing up as the best you ever, and you still feel something is missing, yeah. you know, it might be worth looking at your options. But still do it armed with knowledge because knowledge is power. It will it will help you shortcut your transition to maybe another pasture where again, the same rules apply. You still have to show up and you have to invest your time and you have to, you have to be there fully present to then and water that grass so that it will be greener. You have to learn from your mistakes and learn from your actions at the previous pasture so that you don't make, you don't bring that same baggage to the next. And this can be practice relationship. It doesn't matter. The same rules apply. Um, so, take that with you. Um, it is definitely a lens you viewed the world through and, um, hope that makes sense. Hope that, you know, hope that that guys, that opens your eyes to, uh, you know, this, this concept of grass is greener or is it green where you water it? And, uh, we'd love to hear from you. Osteomentorship.com. Hit us up. You can uh, head over there. Uh, you can rate and review this podcast on uh, Apple Podcasts, wherever you're listening to it. We'd love, uh, you know, thank you. If you have any questions or comments, don't hesitate. Reach out to us. We'd love to help, and we'd love to hear what uh, what you guys, what your take on this is. So, awesome. have a wonderful week, and we'll see you next week. Ciao, everyone. Bye. Thanks for checking out this episode. We hope you learned something, or not. And if you haven't already, subscribe here to the Osteo Connection wherever you're listening. And hey, it would mean the world to us if you would rate and review this show on Apple Podcasts. And if you're still listening at this point, thanks, Mom. And if you're offended how much we've made fun of Jason, tune in next week and be sure to share with a friend.